What's up, guys, and welcome into the eighth episode of the Real Talk Podcast. My name is Tyler, and in this week's episode, we're going to kind of stick with relatively the same topic we had last week, but in a new way. So at the end of last week's episode, I left you guys with the option of if you wanted to hear more about the topic we talked about, you want to hear a possible part two, so to say, to shoot me a message, shoot me a DM, and we'll go from there. And I got a ton of messages, a ton of texts, whatever you want to call it. And you guys really wanted to see it. You enjoyed the episode, the length of it, how I went about the topics we talked about, how I went about the examples. And it was a really, really well-received episode, probably the most well-received since one of the first couple. So that's kind of what we're going to stick with today. We're going to focus on the unresolved issues that may be occurring right now or in the works, so to say. We're going to talk about how to be self-aware, how to be fair with yourself, and how to value yourself in these situations as they occur or develop right in front of your eyes. So let's go ahead and run the intro. Every time we fuck, got me thinking that you down. When I sober up, it's like you don't come around. As we begin to talk about these things, there can be a multitude of situations that can take place. And obviously, I can't sit here and explain every single situation that could happen, every single situation that could take place. I tend to more stick with the things I've dealt with personally, I've seen personally, I've experienced. Because when I come on here and I attempt to tell a story or I attempt to share an experience that I've had in my life, it's really easy for the listener, that being you, to recognize when the person behind the mic or in front of the camera isn't being completely genuine with what they're saying. And I come on here with the goal of trying to help people. I come on here with the goal of trying to help people figure out situations, overcome situations, or feel feelings that they haven't felt in a long time, that they wish they could feel. I come on here with the goal to help people. And if I'm not being genuine with the stories I'm telling or the things I'm saying, then what the hell am I even doing? Nobody knows you better than you. So that's why I tell the stories that I've lived. That's why I share the experiences that I've lived. And while you, as the listener, may not have experienced the exact same thing, or you have, just not in the exact same way, it doesn't mean what you experienced or felt is wrong and I'm right, or I'm right and you're wrong. It just means that we had two different experiences and we can maybe find some middle ground, some common ground throughout that experience or that situation where we can kind of cope as a whole. We can deal with it as a whole. We can move on as a whole and kind of help each other grow from that situation that we had to deal with. So I think the most important thing that we can take away from today's episode, even up to this point already, is that being self-aware is very, very, very important. And we're going to dive deeper into what I mean by being self-aware, what you can do to be self-aware, how you can hold yourself accountable in being self-aware. So we're just going to dive right into this. As we go on day by day in our lives, we experience more and more. We have encounters with strangers in person or online. We develop friendships or relationships. We try new foods or forms of entertainment. The list goes on and on. With these experiences, naturally, they come with the potential opportunity for things to go good or things to go bad or for good or bad things to come from them. And yeah, 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 I get it. Like, good job, Tyler. You figured out that we react to shit. What a wise guy. 
no, that's not the point I'm trying to make. So with our reactions to things, they can either go good, they can go bad, or you can be neutral about the situation. You can feel neutral about any situation. You don't have to be happy with it, and you may not be mad or sad about it. You can just be content with what's going on presently with whatever that situation is. Feeling neutral about a situation, in a way, is kind of settling or waiting for improvement with that something or someone. And that kind of leads us into our first example. So as we grow up, we tend to drift towards things or people that make us feel comfortable. We enjoy feeling comfort or comforted, whether it's not moving away from our hometown as soon as you can or not moving out of your parents as soon as you can or going to the same restaurant over and over because you like it, even though there are plenty others to try. And there's nothing wrong with comfort or wanting to be or feel comfortable. But that's why you see so many people live out their days at the same job or at the same location they grew up at or going to college close by and then moving directly back to where you came from afterwards or marrying someone you went to high school or college with one of your first two or three relationships in your life. And again, there's nothing wrong with comfort. For some people, that's the life, that's the dream, that's what people always wanted, that's what people have always wanted, that's what people want to do, how they want to spend their lives. I just like to voice that because while I'm talking for the ones who may not have the encouragement to get out of a location or get out of a job or get out of a friendship or a relationship that isn't healthy for them or anything in between, I kind of want to bring it across that if that's your choice, if that's your lifestyle choice, if that's what you've always wanted, there's no hate on that. There's no disrespect towards that. I'm just speaking for those who are unfortunately stuck in that kind of situation, whatever it may be, and they're trying to get out, but they don't have the support or the voice telling them to go do it. But don't we want to be comfortable with more? Don't we want to be comfortable traveling, be comfortable out of our home state, be comfortable trying that activity that not a lot of people do or walking into any room and feeling confident that you can uphold a conversation with just about anyone you come into contact with, that you can present yourself in a way that you're comfortable with who you are and what you've become and the knowledge you have and the experiences that you have in this life and in this world? Don't we want to be comfortable with more than just small town, hometown, high school, college, marriage, house, life? Like, that's it. Don't we want more? I think a lot of us do. But the issue with that is who's there to tell us to go get it? Who's there to tell us to get financially and mentally right so we can prepare appropriately so we can go out and achieve these things, experience these things, see these things, and just live how we want to live? When we're younger, as we grow up, we have parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings, coaches, teachers, anyone telling us to achieve more, want to be more, want to always chase our dreams and go do what we want to do and anything is possible and that we can do whatever we want as long as we put our minds to it and all that good stuff. But then it kind of stops. It kind of all goes away at once. You graduate high school. Yeah, college, like professors give a shit about their two or three favorite students, that class, that semester, whatever. But we kind of lose it all at once. You may move out. You may go to college and still live at home. But the professors or the teachers aren't giving you that one-on-one attention you were getting in high school or your coaches from high school are gone and you're not playing sports anymore so you don't have that kind of discipline or you are really busy with work so you're not seeing your family as much and they're not pushing you to achieve what you want to do because you've lost track of that at that point. You're so busy. You don't know what you want to do. You just know what you think you're supposed to do. 
we're constantly pushed and pushed and pushed in our youth to expand our comfort zones so we aren't so limited as adults, as grown-ups when there's nobody there other than ourselves to push us. And at the point where you're married or your parents are still very involved, it's not their responsibility to push you as an adult. It's not your spouse's responsibility to push you to want to be better or want to experience new things, see new things, become a better person over time, a more well-rounded version of who you are now. And then we kind of fall victim to what we think our lives are supposed to be, what our blueprint or what our plan is like it was mapped out already when we were born. That you don't have to live the exact same life as everyone that's around you or the state or city you grew up in. You kind of just do something similar. You also have a job. You also have the family. You're in the neighborhood. You're doing all that stuff. You go to the cookouts, the sporting events, every Tuesday, Thursday, doubleheader type stuff. You kind of do the same thing. Everyone kind of does the same thing. Everyone blends in because it's comfortable. Everyone blends to what society thinks you're supposed to do because it's comfortable. It's in everyone's comfort zone to do what they think everyone else thinks they're supposed to do. So let's just go to here. Let's say you have this friend. You two have been friends for a long time. This friend's been kind of distant lately. They're hard to reach by phone or text. You don't see them a ton because they're busy with whatever they're busy with. And I think we can all relate to this in one way or another when a friend gets busy because of a job, sports, school, family, personal issues, or even if it's just by choice and they just want to isolate for a while. So this person's been distant and you're left kind of unsure whether you want to continue to put effort into this friendship, you feel like it's one-sided, that you're the one reaching out and getting nothing in return, that you're helping with their problems, but you're not getting it in return, you're not being checked in on, whatever the case may be. And while you may or may not know why that person's being so distant, even if you've tried to ask, or it hurts to see what was such a tight bond at one point begin to fade away in front of your eyes, this is one of those unresolved issues we talked about last week. It sucks to see this happen, but it's your reality. Reality is something a lot of people struggle with because many of the issues that we face, we feel we shouldn't really have to. And while that's correct, being aware of reality and what it may bring or offer is so important when attempting to continue to grow at any point in life, but especially later on when it's up to you to do so. So my advice with that is find a new friend. Back when we talked about comfort zones and how we as humans naturally are drawn to comfort whatever may offer that to us, in this instant, that comfort is that friend, the one we've been friends with. You've known each other for a long time. This stuff happens. They're busy. They'll get back to me eventually. Why should you settle in a friendship where you aren't valued anymore, or at least not right now, or maybe you haven't ever been valued? Everyone is valuable, everyone deserves to be valued, and in every friendship there should be effort on both sides or at least communication. And at the point where that communication or effort no longer exists and it's quite apparent, make a new friend. And if you're sitting there content with the friendship or just okay with how things have been going and you think they're going to get back to you eventually, who's checking in with you during this time when you may need them or they need you and you're there and when you need something you're getting ignored or a two-word response. This friend can be a high school friend who made new friends in college and is just going and doing that now, dealing with that new part of their life. It can be a college friend that is now in a relationship and while you two didn't have a falling out or an argument, they're just dealing with that part of their life now, focused on that part of their life now. This can be a friend who started working out, changed their look, and glowed up in a sense, or is starting to glow up and is drifting away from those who kind of held them down prior when they weren't as confident in themselves and who they are, and now they're trying to direct their focus into these people who are now showing them attention that they're better looking, in shape, dress better, 
whatever the case may be. And that person that you used to be friends with is kind of just fading away and focused on more important things than you to them. There are so many examples of what it could be. And you don't have much, if any, control over other people's choices. But valuing yourself in a situation where you deserve to be valued is very important. And again, Tyler, why do you sound so dramatic? I know I sound a little fucking dramatic, but in a way, it does sound that way. But think about it, especially those who are 18 to 25, who have just gone through high school and college in the last half decade or decade. Think about the friend you had that you were so close with at the time, but then faded out for no good reason. It doesn't mean they ignored you. It doesn't mean you hate them or hate each other. It doesn't mean you have bad blood of any kind. It could mean you just drifted apart. You don't have the same schedule or hobbies that contributed to you two linking up all the time. Maybe you aren't at the same school anymore with all of the same classes. Maybe you dropped your frat or your sorority and you just don't see them as often anymore. Maybe they're in a relationship now or moved and they just don't have the time. Or maybe that friend kind of just filled a purpose in your life or vice versa from the time you guys were friends. You needed that friend to be there for a certain thing you or them were dealing with. You got through it and then the purpose of the friendship just kind of went away. So you guys faded out a little bit. If you're a kid and your friend from school keeps ignoring you or they don't have the time for you or say it's summer vacation and you guys don't see each other because you're too young for phones or driving and you just don't see them or hear from them, they go to a different school, they're in a different class the next year, what advice would your parent or guardian give you? Yes, obviously you could reach out, you could see what's up, etc. But I think those who relate the most to this example can understand that once a friendship has started to drift away, especially in your young adult to adult phase, it's not really the same once it's revisited. A friendship that was once so strong, so powerful, you guys were so close together every day, doing all these things together, and you go a certain period of time, it's not the same once you revisit it. And as time goes on, and it's been longer and longer and longer, it's definitely not, because people change so much and so often every single day. Like my best friend from college, we hung out every single day, we lived on the same floor, we ate every meal together, we hung out every single day and night. It didn't really matter, we always found a way to link up. And then he moved away, I moved away, we weren't really seeing each other every single day because we didn't live anywhere close to each other. We still talk every so often, every, I'd say a couple times a week we talk. It's not really the same, we hang out a couple times a year, it's not really the same, it's still fun as shit, we get along great, we have a good time, we go to the bar, whatever, it's not the same as it was before, and then you start to compare it, and we both know that it's not the same, so it's kind of weird, the point is, if you're not being appreciated, if you're not being listened to, if you're being ignored, or if you feel like you're carrying the weight of a friendship, make a new friend, you can revisit that friendship later on if you want, when the effort is there, or the want is there, but don't waste your time because you're comfortable with that friend because you've been friends with them for so long. It sucks to make a new friend. It sucks to tell them your stories again or tell a new person your stories that the other person already knows. It's easier to just wait and see what happens, but nobody's checking in on you. That friend isn't being fair to you. You deserve more than what's being given to you. Make a new friend. Leave your comfort zone. It sucks, it's work, but it may be more rewarding than anything in the end. This can also be the case with the job you have or the place you live. You can be at the same job for years, absolutely love every second of it, but then one day you're just kind of done or something changes. You can hate every single day or every second of the day, 
but the pay is good and the benefits are good. You can argue that you grew up in that location, your friends and family are in the area, but you've just grown tired of the same activities, the same faces, the same fucking commute to work every single day for so many years. Maybe you just get tired of feeling like you've been living in the same bubble for most of, if not all of your life. But the benefits are good. It's a friendly neighborhood. My coworkers are chill. I know the area well. Quit your job. Move away. Dragging yourself out of bed every single day to go to a job you don't like or that you're content with is settling. Living in an area you feel like you have to live in because of a job or your family or your comfort level is settling. Feeling stuck in an environment that you are trying to outgrow but keep getting sucked back down into because you typically blend with your surroundings is very damaging. It's hard to grow as a person when you never leave your comfort zone. And how do you leave your comfort zone if you don't challenge yourself to even leave that job or leave that town? There's always money to be made. Yes, some circumstances are complicated, and like I always say, my words are for everybody, but I target the majority. So obviously there are some situations that you can't just pack up and move, or you can't just quit your job right now. Like, especially in the world that we're living in today, I'm just speaking generally. But like I said, there's always money to be made, but time is not unlimited. Our days are really numbered. The time we have to be active and agile and travel and move away and make risky decisions because we have a dream or an urge to be different or... We just want to have some say and dictate our own life path. It's all a choice. Living day to day, month to month, year to year in a place you aren't happy or at a job that doesn't make you happy is another example of unresolved issues that we've been talking about. You can't control the fact that you aren't happy where you are or that you used to like it and you don't now or you used to like your job and you don't like your job now. You can't control that maybe a love that you once had for your job or area that you live has just gone away. What you can control is making a plan. Maybe you don't know where you want to go or what you want to do, but you start looking. You start trying new things. You truly start thinking about where or what will make you happy. And just like your current job and location, you can change it again. Very rarely do people marry the first person they get into a relationship with. Rarely do people become famous the first time they post a video. Rarely do you know exactly what you want at a young age, and there's even less of a chance that that remains what you want for the rest of your life. And the same goes for relationships, which is the example I'm sure many of you listening were waiting for me to get to. Like friends or anything really, relationships come and go. You try over and over again until you find the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. The divorce rate in the United States is 39% and climbing. Now take a second, sit back, and think about how many of your friend's parents anyone's parents really, that you know are still together. It's not very many, is it? Now am I sitting here thinking that I got it all figured out, that I cracked some code, and that I have... No, I, I, I don't. I'm sitting here talking about what I think. And what I think is we live in a time where everything is changing so fast. We aren't limited to societal norms, and having to live basically the same life with different jobs as everybody else. We're allowed to move to LA at 22 or get married at 22 or own a business at 22. Some are homeowners, some are rappers, some are Olympians, professional athletes. Some were in nursing school last year and now live in LA making millions of dollars, making TikToks for fun. Relationships are really, really hard when the world is constantly showing us it has more and more and more to offer in terms of professional opportunities, lifestyle choices, and everything in between. 
And I don't mean essentially staying single so you can keep your options open. I mean with the extensive set of opportunities available, it's really easy for two people to drift apart, change goals, change morals, aspirations, or paths. Our parents and grandparents lived in a simpler time where we didn't have direct access to DM celebrities and influencers and actually get responses or the ability to watch people get famous overnight and understand that truly anyone can do it. They didn't have the internet where they can build a following on a social media network and turn that into a revenue stream going forward, understanding that college isn't for everyone and you don't have to go and it's okay to bet on yourself. They didn't see it firsthand. They didn't have the internet consuming their minds and attention every single day. They waited for the 7 o'clock fucking news to air and they could see the shit that's going on that day and I promise you they weren't talking about what would be the equivalent of now a TikToker or YouTuber drama that we are so invested in every day. So sit and think back a year ago, or two, three, four, and just think about how things have changed, how music has changed, wardrobes have changed, personalities, habits, hobbies, activities, what kids do for fun. People are smoking now and not drinking as much. On family night, people don't sit around the table and play fucking dominoes anymore. They record TikToks or a mukbang or watch a YouTube channel together and just have a good time. And as we're growing, trying to find the person we want to spend the rest of our lives with, it's hard to predict the person you'll be in six months, let alone a year, let alone 10 years, and then even less of a chance expecting your interests and wants and a partner to be the same in 10 years or in 20 years. But will that stop us from trying? No, not even a little bit. Because no matter how hard we're trying to grow, evolve, better ourselves, make ourselves happy, we're still drawn to comfort. We like feeling comfortable. We will still date. And that's not to say it won't work for a long while and then down the line maybe it just doesn't feel right. It can be four years and everything's fine, nothing's wrong, nobody hurt anybody, but you two have just changed. That doesn't mean you don't get along or you don't love each other. That doesn't mean you don't care about the person or that there was a bad falling out. But if you're in a situation where you aren't absolutely fucking amazed by your relationship and where it's going, don't let yourself fall victim of settling when you aren't ready to. You can stay together, compromise, make things worse, but trust me, that's the case with any relationship you have. It doesn't matter if you're kind of happy, happy, or completely pleased with the relationship. You're going to make sacrifices. But now, you're compromising your wants and needs out of a partner because the relationship is fine, or you've been together a long time and nothing's really wrong. It's just not the same. You two have grown apart. Your wants and needs have shifted or altered in the last four years. And we make that seem like it's so unreasonable, like it's not allowed. That's not outrageous to admit. And again, don't take me too literally. I'm not saying dump your partner tomorrow. Of course, there's the option of getting back together down the road. People find their way back to each other too. Maybe you both need time to grow, experience new things, see what the world has to offer. And through that time, you'll for certain understand how you feel about the relationship. If you two made the right call, the wrong call, if you want to revisit it, etc. Honesty and communication is very important because this is another situation you don't have a ton of control over. It's not like you're sitting there and altering your wants and needs on purpose to drift away from the person you're with right now. You can't fully control that you're changing as a person or as an individual as you age. That doesn't stop at 25 like people seem to think. You can dream at 30. You can make a lifestyle change at 40. You can switch careers at 50. You can go back to school at 60. But you can't get back the time that you gave away settling or just being okay with the situation that's currently going on in your life.
time is precious. And yes, we are raised to want the perfect relationship, the job, the home, the family, the friends, the life. But when we begin settling, even if we're unsure where we want to move, what we want to look for in a person, what we want to do with our lives, don't settle for something that you know isn't 110% for you, your biggest supporter, your biggest critic, and the person that knows you better than anyone in this world is you. Don't let unresolved issues that have gone on, will go on, or are going on right now control the outcome of your future. Age doesn't determine when you're allowed to make a major change of any kind in your life. We see 16-year-olds releasing music, acting, becoming millionaires. We see people who don't get it all figured out until they're in their 30s or 40s or find success in their 60s. There's no timeline or blueprint to these things. We're allowed to change our mind on things. Society is so pressed on the social timeline that we're supposed to be on. High school, college, graduate at 22, 23, married by 25, kids by 27. And then you're living in your quote-unquote forever home or at least a starter home by 30. That isn't our generation. That's our parents. That's our grandparents. If we're expected to continue to be better people or become more wise, influence the next generations, shouldn't we practice what we plan to preach? I know I'll be telling my kids to chase whatever dream they have. I do it now with my loved ones, so why would I not do the same for myself? Just because you change jobs or locations or your relationship status doesn't mean you can't revisit it again down the road. It also doesn't mean that everything's going to work out and be perfect from that moment you quit your job or move going forward. But it does mean that you're one step closer to exactly where you want to be than you were before. Any amount of progress is progress. Value your loved ones, but always listen first to who knows you best, and that's you. And for some, the small town local lifestyle is ideal. It's enough. It does make them happy. Risk taking isn't in their plans at any point. This was their dream scenario. That's great. Perfect. But I'm a voice for the ones who aren't that, who don't have the support or encouragement to go and chase the dream they have, live where they want to live, be who they want to be. Do it. You don't get the time back that you waste doing something else or settling for something else, waiting for something to happen, or the time you waste thinking about doing it. Just go do it. I made the decision in May that I want to move to LA. I want to go there for at least a year or two and see what it has to offer. I'm going there on Tuesday. I'm flying out, coming back next Saturday, and I'm going to visit places, tour apartments, see where I want to live, see what I want to do, and just kind of feel out the experience and see how it is for me. I'm making it happen. I can't waste time and think that it's going to happen itself or just wait for the right time because there is no right time. The only right time is the time you do it. As we age and grow and evolve and become more wise, we tend to figure out that we don't have control over a lot in this world. Reality isn't like it's portrayed in our favorite TV shows or movies or how we were raised to think it's supposed to be. But being self-aware and understanding that gives us hope that those things are possible and that we can eventually reach those things. The perfect relationship, the perfect house off of the shore of your favorite beach with your family, with your kids, and living your version of the perfect life. Nobody's there every day to push you to achieve the things you want to achieve. Nobody's there but you. Your spouse is not responsible for you achieving your goals. It's you. Your parents are not responsible for you achieving your goals and getting up every day. They're not getting you up with breakfast, getting you ready for school, and sending you off anymore. It's not their responsibility. They raised you. Now it's up to you. It's not your spouse's responsibility. It's not your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your friend. Nobody but yourself. So go do what you want to do. Make the things happen. Value your loved one's opinions but listen to yourself before anybody else. And I think that's where we're going to cut it off for this week's episode. 
Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And this coming week, like I said, I'm going to be in LA from Tuesday to Saturday. I have two options with how we can do next week's upload. I can record it before I leave, edit it before I leave, and just sit on it until Friday and post it Friday. And it can just be a regular episode with whatever I come up with. And then the other option being I can wait until I come back from LA. I can put together an episode probably Sunday and get it up that evening. And it can be kind of a reflection of what happened that week, what went on, what my plan is, and what it taught me, what I experienced. And we can just kind of have that be like the LA episode. So let me know what you want me to do. Send me a message, shoot me a text just like last week, and we'll go from there. And I will see you guys next time.